Christos Anesti, Alethos Anesti, Christ is risen, Alleluia. He is risen indeed, Alleluia. Resurrection blessings to all of you on this Sunday of Sundays. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice. Alleluia. This Sunday of Easter celebrates an entirely new possibility for human living, the hope of a transformation to live the divinity of Jesus Christ. Through the gifts of the Holy Spirit that the risen Jesus breathes on his church and on the world, may each of us graciously respond to his invitation to live more deeply his passion, death, and glorious resurrection and ascension, and be drawn in loving communion with God our Father. You are listening to Encountering Jesus with the Church Fathers, a podcast pondering patristic commentary and insight on the sacred scriptures, the sacred liturgy, and living as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Father Mark, and I welcome you to this podcast on this most holy and glorious day, Easter, the third Sunday. Guiding us this Sunday in opening the Word of God is St. Augustine of Hippo, one of the great Western Fathers of the Church. Known as the Doctor of Grace, St. Augustine has left us powerfully insightful works such as On the Holy Trinity and The Confessions. He also penned hundreds of homilies And this week, we listen to an excerpt from Sermon 235, an excerpt wherein St. Augustine reflects on this Sunday's Gospel from the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 24, verses 13 to 35, popularly known as The Road to Emmaus. And now, from St. Augustine of Hippo, an excerpt from Sermon 235. So, what you heard just now, that the Lord Jesus, after rising from the dead, found two of his disciples on the road, talking to each other about all that had happened, and he said to them, What is this conversation you are having with each other? And why are you so sad? And so on. This is something only the evangelist Luke said. Mark touched on it briefly, that he appeared to two of them on the road. But what they said to the Lord, or what the Lord said to them, he left out. So what benefit has this reading bestowed on us? A very considerable one, if we understand it rightly. Jesus appeared. He was seen with their eyes and wasn't recognized. 
The master was walking with them along the way, and he himself was the way. And they weren't yet walking along the way. He found, you see, that they had wandered off the way. After all, when they had been with them before the Passion, he had foretold everything, that he was going to suffer, to die, and to rise again on the third day. He had foretold it all, but his death had erased it from their memories. They were so shattered when they saw him hanging on the tree that they forgot about him teaching, and they were not expecting him to be rising, nor holding on to what he had been promising. We, they said, were hoping that he would redeem Israel. Oh, my dear disciples, you were hoping. So now you're no longer hoping? Look, Christ is alive. Is hope dead in you? Certainly, certainly, Christ is alive. Christ, being alive, found the hearts of his disciples dead, appearing to their eyes and not appearing. He was at one and the same time seen and concealed. I mean, if he wasn't seen, how could they have heard him questioning them and answered his questions? He was walking with them along the road like a companion and was himself the leader. Of course he was seen, but he wasn't recognized, for their eyes were held, as we heard, so that they wouldn't recognize him. They were not held so that they would, wouldn't see him, but they were held so that they wouldn't recognize him. Ah, yes, brothers and sisters. But where did the Lord wish to be recognized? In the breaking of the bread. We're all right. Nothing to worry about. We break bread and we recognize the Lord. It was for our sake that he didn't want to be recognized anywhere but there, because he wasn't going to see him in the flesh. And yet, we were going to eat his flesh. So, if you are a believer, any of you, if you are not called a Christian for nothing, if you don't come to church pointlessly, if you listen to the word of God in fear and hope, you may take comfort in the breaking of the bread. The Lord's absence is not an absence. Have faith, and the one you cannot see is with you. These two, even when the Lord was talking to them, did not have faith, because they didn't believe he had risen, nor had they had any hope 
that he could rise again. They had lost faith, not hope. They were walking along dead with Christ alive. They were walking along dead with life itself. Life was walking along with them, but in their hearts, life had not yet been restored. You also, then, if you want to have life, do what they did in order to recognize the Lord. They showed him hospitality. The Lord, you see, was like someone who still had a long way to go, but they held him back. When they reached the place they were making for, they said, Stay with us now. The day has faded towards evening. Constrain the stranger if you want to recognize the Savior. What had been lost through infidelity was restored through hospitality. So the Lord made himself present in the breaking of the bread. Learn where to look for the Lord. Learn where to have him. Learn where to recognize him. It's when you eat him. The faithful, you see, know something which they can understand better in this reading than those who don't know it. The Lord Jesus was made known, and after being made known, he appeared no more. He withdrew from them in the body, since he was held by them in faith. That indeed is why the Lord absented himself in the body from the whole church and ascended into heaven, for the building up of faith. After all, if you only know what you can see, where does faith come in? But if you also believe what you cannot see, when you do not see it, you will rejoice. Let faith be built up, because it will be paid back with sight. It will come. What we cannot see, it will come, brothers and sisters. It will come. Mind how it finds you. Because it will come, what people are referring to when they say, Where is it? When is it? How is it? When will it be? When is he going to come? You may be quite sure he will come. Not only will he come, but he will come even if you don't want him to. Woe to those who haven't believed, and great joy to those who have believed. Believers will rejoice. Unbelievers will be confounded. Believers are going to say, Thank you, Lord. What we heard is true. What we believed is true. 
What we hoped is true. What we now see is true. Unbelievers, though, are going to say, Where has the fact of our not believing got us to? Where the fact that we used to think that what was read was all lies? That's how it will happen. And confusion will be paid with punishment, while joyful thankfulness will receive its reward, because those will go to eternal burning and the just into eternal life. St. Augustine of Hippo, pray for us. Let us pray. May your people exult forever, O God, in renewed youthfulness of spirit, so that, rejoicing now in the restored glory of our adoption, we may look forward in confident hope to the rejoicing of the day of resurrection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. <laughs>